He's a young wannabe heartthrob who is desperately trying for a touchdown. Next on One Dollar Vinyl. Welcome to One Dollar Vinyl. This is the podcast in which we buy the cheapest secondhand records we can find and give them a fair and honest review. I'm your host, Tess, and with us, as always, is my co-host, Kat. How are you going, Kat? Yeah, I'm going pretty good. How are you? You you, you say you're going good, but, (laughs) I mean, no offence, you kind of look awful. (laughs) Why, thank you. Uh, (laughs) You're sporting a pretty uh, gnarly black eye there. Yeah, look, uh, my outside is finally matching my inside in that I'm, you know... (laughs) Bruised and battered. (laughs) No. (laughs) Like, you know, like a, a, a... rugged kind of rough and tumble like fighter oh yeah 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 you yeah. do look very tough and cool yeah yeah <laughs> that's what i'm going for what's the story um uh i work with kids with with disabilities and one just clocked you on let let fly with a toy yep yeah and it's, it's been a pretty um substantial toy it was a like bamboo rain stick Oh, okay. Uh, you know, it's one of, like one of those um, like kind of relaxation instruments. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and she loves it, and it's really sad because now I can't have it in a session with her anymore because she will injure me. <laughs> yeah, well, I imagine you know not the most like relaxing way to implement it. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, the uh, the exact opposite of what it should be. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got a bit of a like a pretty dark shadow running down underneath your eye socket there. I've never had a black eye before, and I didn't realize that it kind of follows the shape of the circular muscle around your eye so it went from being just this little pinprick kind of to the corner or bottom of my eye to like completely uh like a crescent moon underneath my eye which is great so uh, i actually know i know that that happens mm -hmm. because i once had a black eye oh what happened to you (laughs) when i did the old sideshow bob and stepped on a broom in the kitchen. <laughs> came up and smacked <laughs> me in the up. face. It was oh, so no. embarrassing that oh. I started telling people that it was domestic violence just because <laughs> I couldn't own up to the fact that I'd stepped on a broom. Oh, I actually think that's a better story than mine. I'm going to start telling people that I did step on a broom. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's more embarrassing, being beaten up by a 10-year-old or stepping on a broom? <laughs> I'm going to weigh it up. <laughs> Well, it's okay. We're in a safe space here. Mm-hmm. There's no 10-year-olds around. Thank God. There's no rain sticks. <laughs> We're going to be okay. Uh, as always, um, one of us has brought along a record to review. And today, Kat, you've brought something in for us that's something very special looking. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is uh, an album by Mark Holden, uh, and it's called Encounter. Uh, Mark Holden would be familiar to anyone who grew up in Australia and um, might have seen him on TV, like, in the 70s uh, as a pop star, but then also, like, in the 2000s as a judge of Australian Idol uh, and maybe, like, X Factor or something. Yeah, well, that's certainly my first point of reference. He was, I remember in the, I mean, I watched the first couple of seasons of Australian Idol and it was him and uh, Dicko, Dicko. Ian, Ian Dicko Dixon yeah, and, and Marsha Hines. Marcia Hines. Mm. Yeah, and this is, like, much longer before that. He looks like quite a young fella. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, in his early 20s. This record is from 1977. Uh, so where did you get this one from? Um, I got it from Repressed Records in Newtown in the $2 bin. The $2 bin. Mm-hmm. So is that how much you paid for it? That's right. 
Two dollars. Mm-hmm. How much do you think it's worth? Um, well, according to Discogs, uh, which has like previous sold records mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, it reckons seven dollars. But I really doubt it. Like, I <laughs> honestly don't know who's parting with $7 to you get this record. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, uh, if anyone wants to pay $7 for this, I say you've got too much money. All right. Well, we'll get into um, your review a little later yeah. and, and we'll see why, why <laughs> I am getting ahead of starting myself. out of the gate so harshly. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Holden's not even worth $7. Um, is it available online if you want to listen to it? No, couldn't find it anyway. No. Not oh, on Spotify, well, not on YouTube, no Shit way. out of luck then, mm-hmm. everyone online. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take a look at the cover. Yeah. Uh, just look. So-, so there he is. There's Mark. And Mark is, um, you know, in his day, I think he was considered like a kind of a teen idol kind of heartthrob. He was a heartthrob, yeah. yeah. Like he's, you know, uh, look, he's, pleasant looking. He's all right looking, yeah. I actually saw um, a different record of his in another op shop bin once. And um, someone had graffitied in biro next to his face the word spunk and written <laughs> an arrow pointing to him. Oh, my which gosh. Is the they best thing the arrow. <laughs> it just it made me think of, like, maybe, like, um, teenage Kylie Minogue when she was on Neighbours, just yeah. kind of, like, lying on her belly on her bed, just being like, what a spunk. <laughs> uh, and, like, to go along with his, like, boyish good looks is a – corduroy vest i believe in like quite the brown shade it's pure 70s yeah it's kind of like a yeah a brownie yeah vest and matching trousers yeah and and a kind of a um what do you call it wide lapeled shirt yeah just like out over the top yeah collared shirt and um and like a scarf like a teal kind of like dark teal scarf yeah it looks like it, like the way it's tied and the way that it's sort of around his throat, that it should be like kind of a silk scarf or something. No, but, yeah. but it's like a woolen scarf. It's a wool scarf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It almost like that's looks not like, how you wear a wool scarf, like yeah, against your skin. <laughs> like a um, like it should be a neckerchief that's like tucked in mm. to his shirt, but he's just not got the memo. Yeah, something's a bit wrong yeah. about it. But he's so he's kind of like staring into the camera. Do it like it's as if it's a lot of confidence, like that body language. He's sort yeah, of he's leaned back. He's got he's you know he's sort of doing a man spread. <laughs> he is doing a man spread, and I feel like the directive to him was give us your best bedroom eyes, Marky. Yeah, those yeah. bedroom eyes. Yeah. Uh, Should we take a look at the back? Yeah. Um, it's kind of nondescript. It's just like the upstairs of the place that he was sitting. Yeah, so it's it's a hotel, isn't it? Mm-hmm, yeah, and then like, and he's he's walking up towards the camera up the stairs, and kind of across the upstairs area is the silhouette of a woman waiting in the doorway. So they are about to, I believe, get it on. Is the is the term have some sort of romantic. Encounter as oh, the name of the record. Oh, now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like the hotel is, this is um, the Carrington Hotel in Katoomba, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which is, it's a bit of a spooky hotel. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. I actually rescued some friends once who had taken a bit too much acid on a winter magic and they'd spent a bit of too much time in the Carrington and they thought they were a bit trapped and they thought they were in the Shining. And- <laughs> 
and, and I, I can like you can absolutely see why when you. I mean, even <laughs> totally. it just looks very rundown and very yeah, like Overlook Hotel. I think I know the friend you're talking about. I think I was there. <laughs> um, and you so. This is evoking an encounter and it's leaving the rest to your imagination until you open it up and, like, the the record sleeve is this, like, gross photo of Mark sitting, no, lying on a bed. Yeah, so between the cover and and the the insert, um, Mark's lost all his clothes. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And he's he's lying on some satin sheets. Yeah. Looking through a wrought iron bedhead. Uh-huh. And it just makes me feel icky. And there's some sort of poetry written there, isn't there? Oh, that's a very nice way to describe this. <laughs> well, I haven't read it yet. Why don't you read it out and we'll decide? <laughs> I wanted to write to you to spill my curiosity over the page, but I did not know your name. Ew. Instead, to spill your... To, to spill my what? <laughs> Curiosity. That really should be in inverted, com- inverted commas. Um, curiosity to yourself. <laughs> I woke you up at 3.30, through the window above your bed. The trees were bending, but it was warm and comfortable inside. I introduced myself. You asked no questions. You knew I would come. Ew. The encounter has been in my mind since leaving you that morning. I want to know you. One moment is not enough. And then his signature, Mark. Yeah, poetry. It's obviously poetry. (laughs) There is no rhyming there. (laughs) I I woke you up at 3.30 through the window above your bed. Oh, no, sorry. There should be a full stop there. Yeah. I woke you up at 3.30, full stop. Through the window above your bed, the trees were bending. So this has no punctuation at all. Yes. But it's, it almost sounds like he's crept up and, like, climbed up <laughs> outside her window and woken her up through the window. It's just so gross. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, we're like, we're clearly setting the tone mm-hmm. for this is... And there's going to be pictures of, of the front, back cover and the insert on uh, in the show notes so you can also be grossed out by this or i don't know i don't know what you're into maybe you'll like it yeah look someone out there don't let me was into mark holton at some stage and yeah i think a lot of people were like you yeah don't don't let my opinion color yours so have a look tell us what you think all right well we're gonna take a short break and um when we get back we will listen to this sexy sex record (laughs) and uh decide what we think about it Welcome back to One Dollar Vinyl. You just heard Vanessa Amorosi's Shine, a song which Mark Holden co-wrote Correct. for her. So he was actually responsible for discovering and launching the career of Vanessa Amorosi. So, yeah, he co-wrote this song and uh, we just discovered, made like a pretty he- significant and good change to the song. That's right. Apparently Vanessa Amorosi wrote the lyrics to that song 
about a friend of hers in high school who had committed suicide. Now, the original lyric of the chorus was, everyone you see, everyone you know is going to die. Oh, so heavy, so morbid. And hit-making Mark Holden (laughs) said, you know what? Let's change up that tone. (laughs) If we make it a touch more positive, Mm. perhaps you'll sell some records. And so they changed it to Shine and... It sure did sell some records. It yeah. got to number four on the Australian charts. It was very popular, like, in that year, 2000. Like, it was yeah. on the radio almost constantly. It was straight, takes me straight back to 2000. Like, it, yeah. it actually makes me think of the Olympics. I don't know if she was involved in the Olympic opening ceremony, but she may as well have been. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely part of the kind of, like, Australian musical scene of that time. Yeah. Um, he also actually um, uh, launched the careers of Delta Goodrum. Sophie Monk and also Nikki Webster, right. who, who was involved in she the definitely Olympics was, opening yeah. ceremony. Yeah. yeah, right. So I mean, Marx had a fair bit of success as a producer and a star maker and a songwriter. Yeah, um, but yeah, we're we're going back today to 1977, where it all sort of began. Kind of started. Was he on um, what Young Talent Time or one he of was those? On, he's. He was on Showcase in 1974 Mm -hmm. um, and he placed fifth. And after that, he signed a record deal and and his first album came out in 1975. Um, This is his fourth album. Oh, okay. His third, his third album. Um, And this particular album actually was certified double gold. So that means that 50,000 copies were sold. Right. Okay. Well, Mm. it must be like reasonably good then. Well, let's find out. <laughs> All right. So what track are we going to start with, Kat? So we're going to start with track number one, which is called Reach Out for the One Who Loves You. So the first thing that popped into my mind when I started hearing this was, boy, this is cheesy. Yeah. It sounds like nothing but a um, TV theme song, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I thought. It sounds like the theme song for a shit family sim- sitcom <laughs> from the 70s. Yeah, you got that sort of bouncy horn section at the start and the bouncy piano line there. What do you think of Mark's voice? I don't think it's anything remarkable. Mm. I think it's fine. I think it's nothing better than fine. Yeah, I mean, he sounds like a session singer or, you Yeah, know, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's hitting the notes. I do like the backup harmonies. That drum. Yeah, it's a classic, isn't it? <laughs> um, this song actually did make it to number 17 in the Australian charts uh, in that year, 77. Okay. Yeah. The I had to listen to these lyrics mm. before and they're, they're so plain and generic that it actually would be perfect for a TV team because yeah, they're, totally. they're like verging on meaningless, really. <laughs> like it's, it's kind of saying... I'm the man who loves you. You've got to make your mind up, baby. I'm here if you want me, basically. Mm. Okay. In your mind, who is starring in this shit sitcom? <laughs> well, let's go with Kylie Minogue because okay. yeah, love it. <laughs> that's era appropriate. Um, also, oh, I was going to say Jason Donovan, but that's they were in Neighbours together, weren't they? Yeah, but let's cast him. That's fine. Okay, sure. <laughs> And then there's like, and I, I would I would cast like, um, oh, maybe this is a little bit late, but like, let's put Gary McDonald in there as the dad. Oh yeah, good idea. <laughs> also, there needs to be like 
a lovable like dog, like like a shaggy. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and a um a kind of a um weird neighbor. Oh yeah, weird yeah. neighbor. Um, that could well, be... that could be Mark. I mean, <laughs> if anyone's a weird neighbor, he was like maybe not weird in the best way though. <laughs> we'll get into that a bit later. Oh yeah, that would be perfect. And there's a good um, saxophone solo at the end. I feel like it would be like kind of illegal for a song like this not to have a saxophone solo. <laughs> yeah, I was actually talking to um, someone at work who is in her 50s um, and she remembers Mark Holden being on Countdown and she goes, oh, yeah, even back then he was, like, a little bit smarmy. He would, like, bring carnations and hand them to the women in the crowd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my, dad, um, the, my dad's word when I mentioned Mark Holden was that he was for the teeny boppers. For the te- yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, there's, there's not a lot of substance to this song. No, it's, like, yeah. it's classic um, bubblegum pop, isn't it? Yeah, that's like, right. Like, you sort of chew it around, you get the flavour of it, but there's nothing hitting your belly. Yeah. <laughs> And I am spitting it out. (laughs) Sticking it on the underside of your desk. (laughs) So he went on to, in his later career, um, after, you know, his work on Australian Idol and X Factor, he went on to have a bit of success in the States. I wouldn't call it success. Like, I think he tried to make it as a singer in the States. um, And so he, like, moved to LA and had... A performance on CBS, but that performance was quite poor. Okay. And, you know, he he said that it was due to pain and swelling because he had recently had wisdom teeth removed. Now, okay, so that sounds like a bullshit excuse. It does. And a lot of singers um, often come out and, and have excuses like that. But as someone who has done a little bit of singing myself, like the smallest thing can put you off and mm. make you sound awful. So... I would actually be inclined to believe that that could have been a problem. But also, how good would he have been without wisdom tooth swelling? (laughs) That's the real question. (laughs) To me, he strikes me as, like, someone who was a bit of a big fish in the the small Australian ponds. That is the Australian music scene. Like, there's so many, you know, stars that we have here that, that, I mean, I know Delta made a foray into the States herself. Oh, did she? I don't think it. She got particularly far, you know. It's, no, it's not very many Australian bloody hard market to yeah, break into. Yeah, um, but then like once he kind of gave up singing, uh, apparently he either wrote or co-wrote songs for the likes of The Temptations and Fleetwood Mac and Donny Osmond and Belinda Carlisle. So, well, that's a pretty impressive. Like, yeah, list. like the songs themselves are not the hits, but it's <laughs> very cool people and bands to have worked with like in someone's career like yeah that I sounds mean, cool. he's had a pretty interesting career mm. definitely mm. should we listen to the next track yeah let's go to track number three this one is called sweat in the steam do you think you know what this could be about it's not going to Saunas? a sauna <laughs> <laughs> well let's have a listen yeah oh it's a nice little organ trill yeah, sounds like a space fairy. Yeah, it does. It's a bit of skank on that bass. Oh. <laughs> it's not the only place where there's a bit of skank. <laughs> well, this is a boudoir track. It definitely is, and 
Like, I'm willing to lay my cards on the table right now. It's disgusting. Yeah, my skin, my skin is crawling and I do not like it. And he's... So this song was written by Mark mm. um, and many of the other tracks on the record he probably co-wrote, but this is all him. And he's he's just not a subtle guy. Like, there's no two ways about it. Like, it's just... <laughs> except for... Street, street noise seems to rise like steam and smother the rainbow. Yeah, what does that mean? Smother the rainbow? I don't know. It sounds bad. <laughs> I don't want it. Whatever it is. No, thank you. Yeah. I think he's like trying to be poetic or something. Yeah. I mean, are we trying to evoke like that kind of like New York City streets where there's the steam coming out of the subway and, yeah. you know, it's like a hot night or something. Mm. I just can't help but think of those satin sheets on the um, yeah. inside of the insert and just how sweaty it would actually be to sleep oh on gosh, polyester so satin sheets. <laughs> it's like sweaty, but not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's got a lot of laundry to do. I really am not a fan of his particular falsetto. Yeah, I was going to say, for, for a song that's supposed to sound sexy, mm. his voice isn't sexy at all. And in fact, towards the end, it goes real goofy. <laughs> this bit. He... <laughs> yeah, it's just like there's nothing sexy about that falsetto yeah. at all. And there's something about the way that the arrangement goes now. It just... It's almost like it gets silly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've like definitely lost whatever boner I was supposed to have. <laughs> it feels like he's just like spontaneously turned into a Muppet. Like yeah. and so and he's suddenly like a puppet that's being yeah, controlled yeah, by someone yeah. else. It's it's just got a totally different tone. Yeah. But to be fair, I mean a lot of these opinions of ours are being coloured by what we know of Mark that later on. That is true. Yeah. I mean, when we saw him on Australian Idol as a judge, like, I think that he was supposed to have been cast as the kind of reasonable, knowledged mm-hmm. um, music industry yeah. star maker professional. Yeah. You know, Dicko was supposed to be the mean one. Mm-hmm. And Marsha was supposed to be the kind of motherly, like, mm. you know, you go girl kind yeah. of like encouraging, warm one. And I think Mark was probably supposed to be the neutral one. Yeah. But I don't think it ended up like that, though, did it? Like, I feel like he would just like come out with comments that he thought was funny, but really like didn't land. He just ended up saying some really weird stuff. Mm. There was, there was like, I mean, you know, him. Him with his um, catchphrase of touchdown. Touchdown, yeah. Which, you know, he, like, and so f- milked for all it was worth. Yeah, and for those of you who didn't watch Australian Idol, like, one time whenever a person did a particularly good uh, performance, he said, you know, that's a touchdown. And then from then on, that was, like, you get a gold star. And he had, like, a big, like... Um, like confetti would be shot out of cannons. Yeah, the producers and, picked that up on yeah. as as the you know the the big. That's what you want to. That's what yeah. you want to strive for. And then they mm. yeah, there'd be like yeah, confetti cannons yeah. and lights go off and and, he had and this, he'd really like make the most. He'd stand up and he'd wind his arm and yeah, he'd that's right, around in a circle. Yeah. yeah, but I just remember there was a lot of other weird like weird comments that yeah. he would make and and 
a lot of them were pretty controversial and people would disagree with him a fair bit. And it, and it ended up just like the tables turning, like he became this kind of like weird loose cannon that would actually say some really like, like mean stuff. Mm. And Dicko became the kind of harsh, but fair guy. Yeah, that is true. Mm. Apparently they, they, they had problems working together as well. I remember. I don't think I'm surprised by that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to the next track if you want. Okay. What's this So we're going to go to number six, track six uh, on side B. Uh, this one's called Let's Go Dancing. This one's got some like pretty funky tones coming out of the gate. Yeah. Nice little... Disco-y kind of number. It yeah. sounds very Leo Sayer, doesn't it? Yeah, except not quite as good. And I don't think Leo Sayer is very good. Now, there was a guy with some good falsetto. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think, Mark, so these are the tracks that we're listening to right now. But if you listen to all of the tracks, it's as though Mark is borrowing from the popular people of that time. So he kind of he jumps from this kind of funky disco to like kind of soft rock to like pop pop and all of them remind you of someone else yeah i mean it all sounds like pretty paint by numbers yeah sort of pop music songwriting mm. but i think i mean that's clearly like mark's strengths lie as a producer and a songwriter i mean he knows what he's doing he knows what he's aiming for and like you said this record went what gold double double gold yeah um so i think he knows his market Mm, and he knows like what he's trying to achieve and how to get there Mm. but i would you know say that he as a singer yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have that sort of special something that's you know taking him above and beyond the line, and it and like you say, it's like just very generic pop music. Very generic, yeah. I was gonna say he doesn't have the X factor, and then I realised what I was saying. So <laughs> no, I'm not a, gonna that's say on another it channel. Now. <laughs> yeah, and I just I can't get over just how boring the lyrics are. Like he's just like. Come with me, let's go out walking. Come with me, let's go romancing. Come with me, let's go out dancing all night long. And Mark, no, I don't want to go anywhere with you. (laughs) Uh, Like, like I think I'm bored. Yeah. It's, there's nothing kind of... Nothing grabbing you? It's pretty non-essential, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he was also an actor. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was in uh, The Young Doctors, Blue Fire Lady, Newsfront, Reach for the Stars, and Case for the Defense. So I haven't heard of any of those, but he did win some Logies. Oh, okay. He won one in 1977 and 1978. Oh, well, So, like, at that period of his life, he was, like... He was killing it. Yeah, yeah. he was kicking some goals. Like, he was... Uh, I guess kind of popular with the the teeny boppers. Yeah, you know, popular is popular. Um, like and giving away carnations on countdown. He was acting. He was, um, you know, in the recording studio. He was selling records. He was for sure a showbiz professional. Yeah, and at this stage of his life, he's like twenty three or something. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, like knowing what we know now. 
is definitely colouring it. But think about it from his point of view back then. Sky was the limit. Yeah. Like he was nothing but pe- but potential. So I feel, I feel like we need to talk about the incident that is colouring our impression of Mark Holden. Yeah, that's right. There was something in particular that happened a few years ago. Yeah, it was in 2014. Mm. Um, some of you might remember that Mark Holden was a contestant on Dancing with the Stars, another mm-hmm. reality television show. Mm. So that's where, like, the celebrity was paired with a, like, professional dancer and they would dance in front of judges and... Uh, be judged. Be, ju- yeah. be judged. Yeah. <laughs> By them and the nation. <laughs> <laughs> and he did a dance to Madness's Welcome to the House of Fun. Uh-huh. Dressed as a clown. Yes, and, like very small part of me kind of feels for Mark because he has apparently this, like, history in, like, the circus and clowning. Right, in his family, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. And um, and so I don't think that he is really or was really that aware of, like, this instant, like, visceral reaction that people can have to just, like, in his eyes what was a, an innocent clown costume. Yeah, I think he's, like, an actual clown appreciator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. But then, you know, his performance in this episode, like, I feel, like, really took it quite far. He, like, was chasing yeah. people around and at one stage he had his hands around the, the host's neck. Yeah, so it wasn't so much his performance, which was like it wasn't great, you know, like yeah. he's not a dancer. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it was more when the judges at the end started giving their scores and they have a bit of back and forth between the dancers and they say, you know, how did you think it went? And he like stayed in character and it, it was like a cr- really creepy, murdery clown. Yeah, like he was sort of possessed by something yeah and that's what he said like in in the time that's passed when he whenever or everyone in the media was saying what on earth were you doing were you drunk um he just said that he was completely in character yeah i mm. mean i i wouldn't have been surprised if there was some kind of drugs involved there yeah. because it was truly weird in fact i might just add a couple of maybe links to some news stories of the time uh yeah so we'll put those in the show, in notes, the show so notes so you can judge for yourself yeah it was a big controversy um People were talking about it for quite a while Mm. and I don't think that his image has ever really recovered. But he has fully lent into it. He Like now if you go to his like Facebook page or whatever, Mm. it's him doing um, clowning stuff. Well, did did he do – he did some kind of a stage show or like a one-man show or something about his history, his family history in the circus and and his – yeah – love of clowns <laughs> <laughs> love of clowns it's an interesting way for it like like we said a pretty impressive show biz career to um to end up but just implode really yeah, yeah. it can't you can't help but look back on this album with a bit of um that coloring your opinion yeah, that's right yeah I'm particularly when when it's you know this sort of sexy sex encounter <laughs> yeah All right, we're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we'll have our conclusions on Mark Holden's encounter. Anthony, last week, Marsha said, Mark, why do you keep hassling this young man? What what more do you want from him? Well, tonight, man, I'm going to invent a new concept. Uh Uh-oh. Okay? Uh Uh-oh. Be scared, be scared. No, seriously. 
This is the Grand Royale, man. That was a Grand Royale. Welcome back to Wanda Levino. You just heard a snippet from Mark Holden as a judge on Australian Idol, which is where anyone growing up in the sort of 90s, 2000s in Australia would probably know Mark from, as as do we. Kat, what did you think about this record? Uh, well, I think I was pretty clear from the, even the very beginning that I'm really not a fan. <laughs> and it, we've touched on it, and I think it's fair to say that with the benefit of hindsight... Uh, it is really easy to be critical. And so that's precisely what I'm going to do. Sure, why not? Yeah. So I think that this album is the musical version of an airport romance novel, except without the depth, the charm, or the poeticism. Or the romance. Or the romance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like he was a, a bit of a heartthrob, or at the very least tried super, super hard to market himself as one. Um, and his famous line on Australian Idol was touchdown. And I feel like that is precisely what he was trying to get his listeners to do when listening to his album, <laughs> to touchdown there. Uh, I, I think he's going for smooth and debonair, but he actually, in my mind, comes off as creepy. And in some of the songs, a bit desperate as well. Uh, the lyrics themselves are uninspired, and really repetitive in a lot of uh, the songs. Uh, but, you know, if he's trying to appeal to the teeny boppers and, you know, maybe some bored housewives, then he's probably doing that on purpose. Uh, the musical styles jumped around from funk to stripped back to folk to soft rock to ballads. And I don't think in a good way. He hasn't got his own style. Uh, he's borrowing too heavily from other artists of the time. And in pretty much every case, producing something much worse than his influences influences on every occasion. So yeah, I wouldn't say it's worse. I would say like definitely not better, and definitely like he's not really bringing that much to the table. I think that yeah. it's you know it's very safe, generic, mm. middle of the road kind of bubblegum pop yeah. for, of the time. Mm. And like I said, like there's just. You know, having only really listened to the record and not sort of seen him perform or anything like that, it there's just there's like a bit of charisma lacking in his voice. Yeah, it's just sort of fine, mm. but there's nothing really to kind of keep you going. Yeah, and listening to this album not kind of in the background, but carefully and with intent to uh, to think very hard about it, uh, it made me feel dirty. <laughs> as well as uninspired sweaty and steamy yeah but not a good kind not in a good way no he's <laughs> like you're sitting in a smelly sauna wrapped in polyester oh yeah <laughs> wrapped in polyester so Kat will this record make your collection oh yeah look I don't know no I do know and absolutely no <laughs> absolutely not um, I think I'm going to hurl it into the sun uh, do you think that you would keep it like you can have it if you want yeah, no, no thank you no, no. Okay. no I'm mm. good without all it right, no right, not right. for me yeah how much would you pay for this record? Well, you know, I think I would pay $2 again if I saw it just to take it out of rotation, <laughs> just so no one else would, like, stumble upon it and... Confiscate it from the world. <laughs> That's right. What would you pay for it if you saw it? I, I wouldn't pay for it. You wouldn't know. I, would, I would leave it where yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Look, maybe you enjoyed Mark Holden's encounter. Maybe you'd like to hear a little bit more. Why don't you write in and let us know? You can um, find our show notes on $1vinyl.com 
and you can search for One Dollar Vinyl on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter if you want to get in contact or you can email us at Vinyl at gmail.com. If you like the show, please subscribe. You can give us a rating. You can write a comment. You can tell us that Mark Holden rules and we drool. <laughs> That's fine. But let us know what you think about Mark Holden's encounter or about the Mark Holden phenomena in general. What do you think of this clown? Let us know. <laughs> Next week, tune in. We've got a very interesting record by a band called Steel Eye Span. Mm-hmm. They are... How do you describe them, Kat? They take like ye old folk songs and turn it into like rock. It's medieval folk rock. Medieval folk rock. So if that sounds good, tune in next week. (laughs) And remember, as Mark Holden says, If I said, would you love me? Would you? Would you? Mm, Nah. No, thank you. No, thanks, Mark. (laughs) All right, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.